Coming up in moments, the author of Driven to Crime, True Stories of Wrongdoing and Motor Racing. Well, the author of that book joins us now, Crispian Besley, here in the Freak Nation, checking in from his bunker in uh, England right now. So this this looks like your office, Crispian. Is that right? Uh, it is my office. You probably can't see. I, I'm not sure if the image is good enough, but there are a few thousand. I, in the shelves behind me, there are a few thousand model cars, which is the... Uh, Genesis of uh, my interest in the sport, I suppose, from when I was a, a very young kid. Well, first of all, thank you for joining us. And I've got a feeling this is going to last a little bit. So if we can hold you over for a couple of segments, that'd be great. But the title of the book is Driven to Crime, True Stories of Wrongdoing in Motor Racing. And it, an overwhelming uh, theme for me here is Formula One. When you get that kind of blow or that kind of cake involved in motorsports, Formula One seems to take the cake. But I want to dive right into right into NASCAR, and of course, it involves strippers. And I, I, we started this thing twenty two years ago, and I don't even know this story, but I know the drivers that were involved with this former stripper that raked people across the coals and got millions of dollars, and they spend their ass in jail. Tell me about this stripper that owned this supposed NASCAR team back in what twenty twenty one, twenty two. It it was indeed. A lady called Anne Hunt, and she, uh, I, I, she wasn't an American national. She came uh, from the Middle East. Um, she got involved. Uh, she, she, she was just very aspirational, um, to put it mildly. She had several failed marriages. Um, she was trying to climb up the greasy social ladder, I suppose, um, <laughs> social strata, and she ended up by... Uh, um, getting into bed literally with somebody who had similar aspirations to win an NASCAR team. Um, she found funding for it, but um, it, it it was uh, a, a very strange deal. Um, they, they they sold somebody um, a deal and said they'd give them 100% coverage on the car um, for a tiny amount of money, uh, they, which they couldn't possibly have um, run, run a NASCAR team on, um, and it, it all went to pot. It, the, the guy who sponsored them ended up by losing all his money, um, and she got ultimately she got put away for fraud. Um, it, it, well, it's not the best story in the book, but it, it, uh, it's NASCAR, that's for sure. Come on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I don't want to get too far away from this. But with all the stories you have in the book, Crispian, you can't throw the term out there that went to pot. That's not a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, 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 good, good point. There, there wasn't drugs involved in that so much. But, um, <laughs> there, there are plenty, plenty of other stories. My publisher wanted to uh, initially uh, sort of segment the uh, book with uh, – you know, narcotics. One section on narcotics in both the states and in Europe. Uh, one step, what uh, one segment on Ponzi. One step segment on uh, murders. But it, 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 that would I think become very boring. It's much more interesting looking at the individual characters, and it's across all disciplines of the sport. Um, you, you know, people lie and cheat and steal, and they kill for a variety of reasons. Um, but when you have a uh, uh, you know, and I, I speak as a competitor myself. I tried being professional uh, back in the late seventies, um, and clearly I wasn't good enough. Um, but I, the, the genesis of the book, it was really goes back that far because I had to raise. I didn't have any family money. 
I had to raise the sponsorship myself. Um, and I was reasonably successful at doing so, arguably more successful than I was on the track at the time. Um, I, share, I did share the track um, with um, various guys who made it into Formula One. Um, I could have made it uh, probably, you know, most drivers will tell you they could have made it higher than they actually did if they'd had the money. But what really interested me was where people got the money from. So you had um, people, you know, garage owners who would work 24-7 to buy a new set of tires and get themselves on the grid. You had people like me who uh, maybe were better at marketing because I'd been, you know, had a, a reasonably good education. Um, and then you had very clearly, and then you had the trust fund children as well, hmm. uh, but very clearly the people perhaps who are slightly older than I was at the time. I was a teenager, um, but it was very apparent that uh, some people were funding their sport or their habit uh, through nefarious means. And, th and that was what, that, that is the genesis of the book, really. I've always been fascinated in the sport um, across all levels. I, I, by definition, I'm a Brit, I live in the UK, so I know more about European racing and therefore Formula One than I do about NASCAR uh, and IndyCar. But I, I love the, the sport across all disciplines. Um, and over the years, I've just collected stories. I've always been fascinated, not just in the sport, but the commercial side. And as you, you rightly said, uh, there's a lot of Formula One in it. Um, and in part, that uh, is not, not solely, but in the 90s, there were an awful lot of very strange sponsors and very uh, odd goings on. And um, it involved a lot of crime. So. Hmm. Again, Freak Nation, Crispian Besley joining us here in the Freak Nation. The book is called, which, by the way, is out of, in January via Amazon and other websites where you buy your books, Driven to Crime, True Stories of Wrongdoing in Motor Racing, something that we have found of doing 23 years of Speed Freaks, and we probably, again, knew this going into this show, was the return of investment when it comes to investing in a motorsports team, into a car, into an entity the, the ROI just doesn't seem to be there. So it's not surprising to me that this looking at your book, it just seems like it's one big money laundering after another, whether it was supplying money for a stripper or for cocaine over here or some guy's 70 story uh, building. The money laundering just seems to be part and parcel or again, funneling illegal money into motorsports. It's been going on as long as there's been four wheels on the track. Well, I, I, I think that's true, Kenny. You know, it, because there's so much, it, even at the basic level, um, uh, you know, I race historic cars now. As I got older, the cars have got older, of course. But, um, uh, it, you know, at, at every level, um, it's an incredibly expensive sport, as we all know. And at the higher levels, um, it, it presents you know, an ideal platform for money laundering. There's an awful lot of uh, washing of money that's gone through the sport, as you say, um, from day one. Um, and I suspect, to a degree, that still happens. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to cast any aspersions over um, people who are currently racing, but I, I'm pretty sure you'll find it's prevalent. Well, desperation in some kids, I'm going to say, teenage 
boys and girls who want to be drivers so badly, if they become desperate, yes, it, it sometimes goes into areas that it shouldn't. So I, I guess I understand that to a point. But wow, to have so many chapters in this book and knowing there are so many other stories out there, that's got to just dumbfound you as well. You could do an addition too, like tomorrow. Well, um, but <laughs> there, there, there are quite a few more stories, guys, you're right, um, which haven't gone into the book, um, partly because those people uh, haven't yet been convicted. Uh, when they are convicted, um, then then I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I didn't write this because I wanted to defame people. I've been very clear about that. Um, nor have I tried to glamorize any of the crimes involved. Um, I, I, I've had a, a huge amount of assistance from people who are the subjects of chapters. So some of the criminals, and by no means all of them are mentioned, but an awful lot of people um, who have done wrong um, feel if they've served a prison sentence that they paid for their they paid their dues. Um, every, everything I've written is in the public domain. Um, so, yeah, and I, I should also say there there are some you know in, in some ways driven to crime is a bit of a misnomer because not all the subjects uh, of, of those chapters are actually criminals. Um, some of them have been on the other side of criminality. Christopher Besley joining us, Driven to Crime, True Stories of Wrongdoing in Motor Racing. The book comes out at the end of January. He joins us here in the Freak Nation. Let's just get this over with. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, Have you found any dirt on former a-hole that ran in Formula One, Ralph Schumacher, the brother of, okay, the uncle of Mick Schumacher? Have you found any dirt on old Ralphie? I'm, I'm afraid I haven't, Kenny. No, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, but there, there's no dirt I know, um, other than the fact that he's, uh, probably the big, one of the biggest supporters of, of his nephew, Mick. And Mick, oh. Mick is not a, Mick is not a bad driver, even though, even though your U.S. uh, friends have, uh, let him go for this. Oh, hold, hold on just no, a no, second. Dave, no, 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 no. We're not all claiming friends listen, there. Listen. No, you're all good. Didn't, uh, didn't Ralph Schumacher, and I can say this because it's not, listen. The FCC doesn't give a damn if I say this. He owned at one time, I think, like a sex toy shop. If that doesn't scream money laundering, freaking oh, Besley, stop. he's laundering money, allegedly. I'm not accusing him of that. In fact, you can email me at statinsensory.com. <laughs> Come <laughs> Sorry, I just got it. I've got. Well, uh, well, I, I've I've learned I've learned something new because I I I was not aware of that. Seriously, hold on. I'm disappointed. I wasn't aware of it. Here's the deal, though, because, yes, we had we had a run in with Ralph Schumacher many moons ago. And so this show is not really we don't really like him. However, I really like hearing that he's a big supporter of Mick's career. So, I mean, Ralph, oh, it's going to go down in flames now, man. No, it's not Ralph is freaking snake bit. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I like that because I want the best for Mick Schumacher. I think a lot of people really do. And like you alluded to earlier, he is a talented driver. He just needs to be given the right chance. OK, I, listen, enough, enough on uh, Ralph and the freaking Schumacher. Can Let's he get, answer that question? No, about because Mick? I want to get to Juan Manuel Fangio, who, oh, who a lot of people regard Sorry, as, the, as the greatest <laughs> Formula One driver in the history of mankind. Five <laughs> F1 championships. And this dude was captured and held for ransom at one time. Yeah, he he was. Um, it, it was in February, uh, I think, nineteen fifty-eight. There was a uh, a non-championship race held. Um, at, I think uh, for two or three years consecutively, 
and um, it, it was all to do with Fidel Castro. Um, it, it was a very strange event. Uh, it, it occurred away from the track uh, when a small band of Cuban revolutionaries um, from the Fidel Castro movement um, kidnapped Fangio um, and uh, uh, basically they, they were drawing uh, attention to their cause. It wasn't so much about a ransom. Um, these guys made friends. Once he understood he wasn't going to be harmed, uh, he didn't know that to begin with. It was all very scary. He was, he was um, kidnapped. He was at a reception um, to promote, to promoting the race. And the, these bandits turned up um, with a lot of guns Um and moved him initially to one house and then to another house. Um, and it, it, it's a great story. And the guy ended up, he missed the race. Um, the race actually was stopped early because um, a, a, a driver uh, crashed and killed some marshals and spectators, but in, in, which was very sad. But in the meantime, Fangio, um, you know, watched the race with the bandits on television and then was released soon after. But, but he, they, they, they succeeded in drawing attention to their cause. And that, that was what it was about. It wasn't so much about money and ransom. Wow. Okay, now can he please answer oh. Mick Schumacher? Come on, Mick Schumacher's a good dude, right? <laughs> He's a good I job. think Mick, Mick Schumacher is, is a very good dude. Uh, I mean, it's probably not subject for this program but you know he he's uh <clears throat> struggled he you know he has a very good record in the lower formula first of all um he's he's done his sort of apprenticeship as you guys will know uh testing these days in formula one is very limited because of budgetary constraints so uh the best way of learning uh how to race the formula one car, or how to drive a formula one car is to race it and uh, he's had two years of which the first was uh or the first two have been obviously with uh gene Haas's team um, but the first was in a not very competitive car. He was then up in against uh, last year in 2022 against a very talented, uh, much more experienced driver in the form of Kevin Magnussen. And he's now been picked, scooped up by uh, Mercedes. Um, and um, if in the unlikely event, <clears throat> but if um, Lewis uh, or Russ, uh, George Russell were, uh, taken sick or injured, then I think you'd find they'd put him straight into the car straight away. And I think he'd be very, very good. Opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity is what matters sometimes. I mean, you could, you could just be in subpar equipment, subpar equipment, all of a sudden, boom, you get the right deal. And then your career is magic. Yeah. Real quick, before we let you go, bring it back to the States. Elmer George, I'm an Indianapolis born and bred person. And this whole story, I don't think I ever, I knew that he had marital issues with Mary. I knew that he was a bit of a, oh, I don't, I don't know what the term is I want to use. I mean, he was using sort of the family money to fund his own racing career. Ralph Schumacher light. No, no, not, no, no. But I don't think I realized the extent of how he actually died until your book. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, it it was very sad. He he was, um, you know, he he married in, as you will know, he married into racing royalty, uh, the Holman family, um, and he, he he was reasonably talented in IndyCar. He wasn't top draw. Um, he once he retired, he got involved in the management of the um, Speedway, um, and and I think that was a big fall from grace. Um, he was a, I, as you alluded, he was a hothead. 
um, and not very popular within the family. Um, I think uh, Mary's father felt that he had married for money rather than for love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary suddenly fell out of love with him. Um, and um, whether he was, uh, it was a fiance or just a boyfriend, um, they, they, they were going to get divorced anyway, but I think he uh, didn't accept it. Uh, he um, followed uh, his aggressor, to a house um, which is on the estate, which he was partly responsible for managing, told them to leave straight away. A fight ensued. Uh, gunshots were exchanged and he died. And it was, uh, you know, probably an accident waiting to happen. But it was, it was, it was sad, but yeah. And that was hours after the Indy 500. Uh, it was, yeah. Well, I think he, I think it was, he actually followed. He left the circuit during the 500, actually. Oh. Incredible book, driven to crime, true stories of wrongdoing in motor racing. What is it about motor racing that attracts this kind of personality? Money. <laughs> Just the, the the desire for money and no, no, I no, I no, I no, I, I think that's what attracts the crime actually. But uh, um, what what's what is about the sport? You know, as as we all know, you know, whether whether you compete or whether you uh, just spectate. Um, it, it, it's it, it's full of very big egos uh, and very very competitive people, uh, and that can bring out the best in some people, and it can bring out the worst in some people. Could you do this exact book for worldwide soccer football? It's it's a really that's a really good question, and the the answer is I couldn't because my sport, my discipline is motor, motor racing. But a lot of people have asked me that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, you know, there are an awful lot of sports, and I, I cover this in the introduction, but there are an awful lot of sports, um, equestrianism for sure, um, uh, football, you know, on your side of the pond, basketball, huge money sports for sure, um, boxing over, over here, um, that, that, that where, where the, unfortunately, where there's sport, there's money. Um, you know, sport, a lot of sport this day is about business. Uh, and the answer is yes. Um, and I've talked to friends of mine who are commentators and other disciplines. There is corruption in every sport. Uh, whether there's more in motor racing, uh, than there is in the question is, I don't know. Um, but where there's gambling, there's crime. Where there's gambling, there's money. Where there's money, there's crime. Uh, hey, Crispin, thanks for doing this, buddy. This is this is fun. We, we, I hope we didn't give away too much of the book. These stories are incredible. I, I think you should be honored for the research that you had to do to grab all of these gnarly stories yes. in motorsports. Completely, yeah. And, and the familiarity with the story off the top of your head. Yeah. You've been talking here for more than a half hour. Just we're throwing stuff at you, and you're just giving it back to us. I I respect that a lot. Well, thank you. Crispian, thank you very much for doing this, man. And again, Freak Nation, it's called Driven to Crime, True Stories. That's true stories of wrongdoing in motor racing. And it's Crispian Besley here in the Freak Nation. Get it on Amazon. You are going to be wowed. Thank you very much, everybody. Really good to meet you.